now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Wow. Um, we're back. I, I just an overwhelming week since we last spoke. So many different directions we could go. I have a feeling I could be insufferable tonight. Those always make for the best episodes, not to make it all about myself. Um, well, week three of college football, week two of the NFL is here. We're going to tell you all about it, um, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. We gotta, we've got some recapping to do. Um, where, where to even start? College football week two. I mean, so many bad teams that we thought were good. Or so many, maybe everyone's good. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll start with the game of the weekend. With, without a doubt, one of the five most enjoyable college football games I've ever watched. This will. Well, Chad, oh, go ahead. I think what you're describing there is what Nick Saban's been, you know, the P word, you know, parody. Do we have parody this year a little bit more? Um, I wouldn't go as far as like 2007 parody, but I think. And I want you to, I want, you know, the listeners out there for, for, you know, the English we're saying parody, P-A-R-I-T-Y, not parody, P-A-R-A-O-D-Y. O-D-Y. Parody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... no. No, 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 no. Chad has a look at Chad. I'm disheveled. He's so confused. No, I'm saying parody. P-A-R-I-T-Y is the word we are describing. Parody, P-A-R-O-D-Y is the word we aren't using. I just threw Chad off so hard. So parody. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. But before I was rudely interrupted, the game, the top five game of mine ever, you know, when I'm on my deathbed one day down the road, this will be, I will go through my top five games ever. This, this at the moment is part of it. Um, and it was just an obnoxious game, I would almost say. And that was um, two teams at the time ranked in the Chad Messier top 20 poll, uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Just, a, I mean, it was charming. It was enchanting. I, I mean, they were both at times so good. You're like, these are playoff teams. And there are other times where it was like, I mean, this isn't a Division One football team. It was that kind of game. Uh, Tennessee in overtime. My SEC East pick still alive. Not that it would have affected that, but it gave me confidence. A good road win against Pitt. Um, I, I don't. I think Tennessee just has a great offense and a terrible defense. Um, I think that's where I'm at with them and Pitt, you know, they're fine. They're fine. They'll, they'll end the year as a, you know, at right around 20, uh, they could be a top 20 team come year end. So that was one game. Another one, we had Texas and Alabama, which I'm sure most people had their eyes on. Uh, okay. So Texas is definitely better than I thought. Um, and they actually come in at number 20 this week in the Chad Messier top 20 poll. Alabama, many different ways to look at this. 
And, you know, we kind of look at it similar to week one, Ohio State sneaks by Notre Dame. And we're like, what to make of Ohio State? Uh, similar with Alabama, I, I have concerns about their weapons. I just think their wide receivers stink and how, you know, a program like that doesn't have really any, you know, surefire wide receivers is kind of baffling. Jameer Gibbs is amazing. Um, so, and their offensive line's kind of shaky. So I have, I have concerns about Alabama. Um, undisciplined, but I don't see that um, lasting the whole year. This is more about Texas, yeah. I think. Just dominate, just really good trends trench play, which we haven't seen from a Texas team in a long time. Um, Quinn Ewers impact. He was awesome when he was in. Is that sustainable from him? Eh, eh, maybe. Um, I've been talking too much. Does anyone else want to talk? I, you know, eloquently put, I, I thought it was a crazy week because um, you, like Saturday, you know, you notice a lot happen and then Sunday, I was still catching up on things that I didn't even know happened. I didn't even know Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern until I woke up Sunday morning. I had no idea that happened. And then Scott Frost got fired um, right around when the 1 p.m. NFL game started. But um, it was just one of those weekends. It was just a lot to a lot to take in um, very early in the year. Both the college football and NFL slates this past week were just chaotic, absolutely chaotic. Um, you know, college t as it typically is, is a bit more of a slop fest. The NFL is more of a bit controlled chaos. Um, and we got the best of, we got the best of that this past week. Um, my favorite game was definitely not the Gamecocks. I'm going to touch on this briefly and it's not going to be long. And then maybe we'll touch on them later. I think, I think I have a feeling we might, um, but man, we got steamrolled. The run defense is a concern. Two guys tore their ACLs. We left a couple ACLs in Fayetteville. Um, it was a real bad day. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was a real bad day. Um, you know, Rattler's holding on to the – there's a lot of grief for the offensive line. I'm going to defend them a little bit. I think Rattler's holding on to the ball a little too long, and the timing is off. Um, things that you expect to improve throughout the year, but something to look at. We got to be better than that. So – it was a nightmare matchup, though. Arkansas is going to be a very good team. Arkansas is a top three team in the SEC. They're a wagon. I, I look at them every week, especially if they're going to face a bad uh, front seven or a weak rush defending team. Arkansas, they can they can move the rock. Um, they, they, they embody their coach Pittman about as good as any team in the country. I don't know what you guys think about that, but, man, he is Arkansas. He'll be there for a while. You guys don't even need me today. Um, Go ahead. I'm stopping myself. It was awesome watching Pittman mic'd up on game day before the game. That he just seems like a, a great coach. But uh, other games we didn't touch on. Marshall goes into South Bend and quite frankly beats the shit out of Notre Dame, which was mm -hmm. great to see. Uh, Tyler Buchner, I think that's how you say his last name, quarterback for Notre Dame's out. Did, I believe the rest of the season pretty much. Did Marshall lead that one wire to wire? I think they did. Uh, they were, they were trading leads through like up until the end of the third quarter, pretty much, but Texas they were hanging a around the entire game. Yeah. Texas A&M. What was the worst loss? Cause both of them were home losses. Number eight, Notre Dame and Marshall or the number six at home to app state, both around the same spreads too. I want to say around like 17 to 20. They were both, uh, 
I think Marshall was 16 and a half and Appalachian State was 17 or vice versa. So uh, I think Texas A&M, worst loss, mostly because they're undefeated still. Like you have legitimate playoff dreams still. Notre Dame, you probably think you still have a shot at the playoffs playing Marshall, but you did lose a game already. Uh, so I think A&M, A&M yeah. is expected to be, they were expected to be like a national title contender this year. Yeah. I, I think, like a playoff team. Not I a think title contender. I, and without looking at their schedules, I think Notre Dame's honestly a 500. I think they're a six and six club this year, maybe seven and five at their best. They don't look good. Um, Freeman looks a little overwhelmed. And I, I think AM will probably end up nine and three. Um, but they have cracks in their armor and they're definitely not a playoff contender. That AM mm-hmm. offense is horrendous. Bad. Bad quarterback problems. I think they have a seven, seven and five floor, and probably nine and three ceiling. Um, but they just don't. They like they have the talent, but they don't. They're they're going to get outworked. You know, coaches love preaching. We're not going to let anyone outwork us. Jimbo's team's going to get outworked. That's just what's going to happen. Um, Appalachian State had one one guy on their roster who was a four star, and he was a transfer from Virginia Tech. A and M has like fifty. That are four or five stars. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps when uh, Chase Bryce is making his seventy fifth start of his college yeah. career. I mean, they wanted it more, dude. And then the, you got the yell practice videos. A and M. I mean, that's you got to. That's got to be. That's got to stop. That's got to stop. <laughs> that has to stop. They can't keep coming back and doing that because it's embarrassing. I mentioned the games that I I realized happened Sunday. Wisconsin lost at home to Washington State. A big win for the Pac twelve. I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't catch a snap of that game. Ugly. I just saw that they lost at the end. Ugly I didn't score. A single snap of that game. Like you, you could have guessed. Like if you would have had, I'll give you two guesses to guess the score. Seventeen, fourteen, probably would have been one of my probably would have been my first guess, and that's what the score was. Washington State won. Um, Houston lost a barn burner in double overtime. Connor, your playoff team, Houston, uh, at Texas Tech, tough one there. I was under- fun though. They made it fun yeah. for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep. Florida goes out, lays an egg at home here against Kentucky. One of my locks of the week. Kentucky was on top of it. Um, they're a good team. Kentucky and Arkansas are two very intriguing clubs there in the SEC. I doubt any of you guys saw this game, but the sweatiest sweat I had the entire day was BYU minus two and a half going into double overtime. There's missed kicks yeah. everywhere. I, didn't I wanted go. to say as a whole, college kickers – can Horrible. kick rocks, bro. I think Horrible. I had there. Was, I I might have watched twenty five missed field goals in Saturday's conclusion. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, that that BYU uh, Baylor, we were a team that that we were high on. I know me and Chad were. I have them. I mean, that doesn't really impact their ability to win the the Big Twelve and it's an out of conference game, so they 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 can still do that. BYU solid, but I don't know how solid. You know, I don't know if they're a legitimate. Can they get into the top ten? Don't know. We'll find out this week. Yeah, we, we'll see this yep, week. Yep, we will. We will. Um, I guess we'll stick. We'll stick with college. I'm trying to remember how we do this with both. You know, this is the first episode reviewing both. So we'll stick with college yeah, now. We'll college, come back yeah, college, and then, yeah. Then AJ's had a lot of time in the beginning of these episodes. I guess he's going to be right in the middle again. He's going to he's gonna split the cheeks of the episode, you could say. Is, is Jimbo Fisher the most... <laughs> Just split them. Is Jimbo Fisher the most overrated coach in college football? He's up there. He's up there. 
I mean, outside of the Jameis year, I mean, just like Kevin Sumlin has a better record in his first five years as head coach of AM than Jimbo does. And he has a top five recruiting class every year. Like, how bad is their player development to where they're not, you know, Listen, worse 10 and 2 every year? And you know, it's an absolute outlier because Jameis will outwork anyone no matter who. Jameis was the guy that year. Jimbo was basically listening to what Jameis wanted, you know. I mean, that was a damn good roster. Yeah, talent was all over yeah. the roster. J- J- yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I mean, he, he's he, up wa- there. he walked into that that title. That that title is similar to to Coach O winning at LSU. I I legitimately could have coached that LSU team to a national championship that year. I yeah. only have it. I think um I think we've three more points of review. One Hawaii covered the fifty two point spread against Michigan. I Hawaii took it. did get it done. I took Michigan to cover. Actually, I had to keep fading them. Um, Hawaii got it done on the road. Good for them. They scored 10 points somehow. Um, I mean, Michigan was up 40 to nothing in the second quarter. So, yeah. Uh, so, just kind of a, a back a, a backdoor job, really, out of Hawaii. Something that you would never expect in Ann Arbor, but it happened. Um, and then I forgot my other point, so that kind of stinks. But it'll maybe come to me at some point. I think we need to go over our uh, our All Americans of the week. Also, shout out to the Washington and Vanderbilt fan bases. If you guys are out there listening, we love you. We're, we're big Husky fans. We're big Commodore fans. We're big Syracuse Orange fans. Some of the Sean Tucker uh, backers found us too. So shout out to you guys if you're out there. <laughs> Do we want to recap our bets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, John, yeah. John, John's four and five. He uh he had a nice two in one week. Uh, Good to get back. Good to get back. Once again, I had a pretty basically five hundred day on Saturday. My locks of the week suffered. Uh, they they were a couple of the casualties there. Uh, Chad might be betting on a sport he's never watched before at this point. So. I'm, I mean, I'm clueless. I got. I want to say though. I want to say two. I think two of Chad's overs missed by five points or less this past weekend. Uh, so apologies there. He's going to turn it around. We're all going to turn around. John seems to have already righted the ship. We're still uh, one game under 500, but I feel like I've got a strategy in place now. We're excited to see how it looks. Cause this week when I was looking at the board, I felt really good about how much I hated, how much I loved that the ugly plays looked so good. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I texted you guys earlier that I hated that it was a terrible slate. I've once again found myself convinced that I love the board. So uh, it's a it's a really really good looking slate if you if you really look at it hard. I really like it. I'm excited for we, it. We've had like three or four beverages. That's how we're looking at the slate now, and it looks it's good. A good. It's yeah. a good slate. It's a good slate because there's honestly a couple like Auburn Penn State rematch. Low key, that was a game last year. That was pretty exciting. Penn State won at home, I believe, by about eight one possession game. Um, do they have an extended series, the two of them? I was going to say, it's got to be a part of a home and home. Yeah. I think it's just the past last year and this year. That's exciting. This is what BC has with Alabama in 2035. We need more of that with this, the way the conferences just are going more of that, uh, you know, those cross little like home and home series is, um, Oh, I remember what I was going to say, Scott Frost, we must acknowledge first one, uh, let go this year in the college football season. It only took about three games. Uh, I believe they're on three. 
No, they, they won week two against FCS God knows. Teams. Our sorry, week one, their second game against God knows who. Yeah. Um, just a really bad tenure there. I mean, I think he was like fifteen and thirty-one. That's I think, how, how bad do you have to be? The school literally just ate seven million dollars, so he didn't have to stay around for three more weeks. They just they evaluated that they were lose they would lose out on more than seven million dollars by so having. You know what the thinking is there? It kind of seems crazy. Not why not wait till October? But the, their concern is he's going to go and beat Oklahoma this week. Then it's like, how are you going to fire the guy? They just want to be done with him. They That's a good have, point. I I, I I will say they also have Mark Whipple on staff, who was the OC for Pitt last year with Kenny Pickett. Uh, and it sounds like from even before the year, the AD kind of wants him to take over. So I assume he'll be in the running for the, the job. I know he's not technically the interim coach, but. Is, who is? Is he not? I don't believe so. It was a name that I didn't recognize. Uh, I mean, I don't, I feel like if you were actually on it. Yeah, it's Mickey Joseph. Uh Okay. Yeah, he's he's intent on quote unquote feeding confidence to the team that has grown too accustomed to losing, is what he said in his opening press conference. Uh so good luck to Mickey. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lie, part part of me likes Nebraska plus eleven oh, in I'm, this spot. I'm uh, interested for sure. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh but we'll start, we'll throw it around the room. Uh John's the winner. We can start with your first lock. I want to mention really quick. I don't have any locks from uh, Friday this week, even though I've been having them the last two weeks. I do kind of like Florida State minus two against Louisville, but I have not yet bet it. And without yeah, further ado. The Friday slate's very brief. Only two games, Florida State, Louisville, Air Force, Wyoming. We don't need to touch on them. I don't know what I'm taking there. I do have a play at 12 o'clock. Um, 12 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Indiana Hoosiers are hosting – the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Yeah. It's a six and a half point spread. It's ugly. It's hideous. Ugly. And I love I love the road dog Hilltoppers at noon. I like him to go in there and cause some problems. Western Kentucky last year was the most past heavy team in the country. Um, this year, they're much more balanced. Quarterback moved on to the NFL. Zap, I believe he went to the Patriots, right? Um, I just think it's a weird spread, you know, six and a half. How does Indiana get up for this game? A little letdown spot because they're playing Cincinnati next week on the road in a big old matchup that they're going to be all fired up for. So I think it could be a potential look ahead spot. And that's where I'm feeling a close one. I don't know about an upset. I don't know if they get, get the money line, but I like it to be close. Something about noon games. It's a sweat. Every single time, like noon specifically, I don't know what it is, but those games are always a mess. Oh, they're gonna cause problems, yeah. They're gonna be feisty, they're grungy, though. Uh, I have the board up of everybody's picks. Uh, Chad, you also have a pick at noon. I am not in my first game, is not until 2 30. So go ahead. Well, I am, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, but like we mentioned, the opening, I mean, it's you know, it's been bad for me so far. So give me the Cox plus 24 at home against Georgia. Um, I I bet the Cox in multiple ways last week. 
uh, a one of them hit a, a teaser. Um, I I think they could weirdly like score some points and you know home field. I would have liked it even more if this was a night game, uh, but it's not. I I just you know I I just think this is going to be a weird game where you know obviously I expect Georgia to win, but you know maybe they keep it close for a little while. I, I could see this as you know a, a 14, 15 point game. So give me the Cox. I love it. I love the confidence in them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does that make you feel good or bad? Like it doesn't make me feel really anything. Um, you know, Chad's been pretty bad with his picks, so I, I, I personally don't even really like it. Um, uh, I worry about the trenches. It's not like Georgia's, you know, not just as fucking physical and able to run like Arkansas just was. So there's concern. We could score though. That's the thing. Like if, if, if we're going to cover, it's because we put up points. It's not going to be because it's a low scoring game in my opinion. All right. Uh, you guys are going to be probably stunned by my first lock of the week. I am taking the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Minus eleven at home against Cal. Um, I think we're. I think I'm getting Notre Dame extremely cheap here. They are still far superior to the Cal's of the world and the other bottom feeders of the Power Five. So I think if Notre Dame had won that game last week, I think this line's realistically around like twenty twenty one. So I'll gladly take eleven, even with the backup quarterback. If they have any sort of pride. They're going to beat the shit out of Cal this week. Uh, so I expect them to get a big win here. Marcus Freeman's first win, I should add. Wow. It's interesting. It's an interesting number. It is uh, interesting. Cal, I, I just don't know anything about Cal. I tend to think that they're not a very good club, so I don't hate the play. Um, Am I up? Uh, Chad has a game at three thirty, and then you have one at four. Okay. Oh, three thirty, the three thirty slot it gets to you after you know a decently long day. I'm trying to go down to find the line now, and I'm not seeing it. Let me go to my text messages. Uh, While you're doing that, another game at three thirty. I just want to touch on is yeah. Vanderbilt is a underdog to a MAC team. Just hate to see that. Uh, Northern Illinois is favored by two and a half. It is in Northern Illinois. But that doesn't really make things much better. I'll be taking Vanderbilt, I think, just for pride purposes. <laughs> like we we have they have to like come on. That, I was Fuck looking at that. that line and I was like, this line just stinks. Gross. This is Gross. a smelly, smelly line. Ugh. So 330, I do. Um, these are um well. See, when we read these off, I should really be better about telling you where they're ranked. Um, and we have on the road, the number 17 team in the Chad Messier top 20, Penn State, against unranked Auburn. Um, Auburn is a three-point dog. Over-under set at 48. I, I like the under 48 because uh, I don't think Auburn's offense is any good. Their defense is always, you know, solid. And uh, Penn State, yeah, road, tough environment, you know, I think – I don't know if they're going to put up a whole hell of a lot of points, but their defense is also solid. So give me under 48. I uh, I watched Penn State at a bar with our good friend David Cardillo this past Saturday. He is uh, he's convinced they're back uh, after they throttled 
Ohio University. That was that was one of my good bets the weekend right there was that they I mean they killed him. Yeah. They had this guy Nick Singleton at running back. He's he's solid for sure. They always seem to have one or two really just elite skill players, don't they? Facts. Um all right. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. I had 10 carries for 31 yards in week one. Let's let's pipe it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, next 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Um, you know, uh, this is what we call recency bias number. Houston's only 10 point favorites here at home against Kansas. Houston coming off the loss in double overtime against Texas Tech on the road. Uh, Kansas coming off a win by two touchdowns and an absolute barn burner against West Virginia. Kansas is 2-0. and People think that all of a sudden they might have something in them. I, I think this number is way too low. Total recency bias game. Pound Houston. I tend to completely agree. I, I think if Houston wins that game last week or Kansas loses, this, this line's probably 16, 17. I mean, this is deflated as it gets. It's a, it's a hammer bet. I can confirm, by the way, Kansas's win total was two and a half entering the year. So if you have a Kansas over win total ticket, you just need one more. I doubt there's many of those out there, but it, God it, bless you. I'm do. telling you, and it won't be this week. So hang in there. <laughs> um. All right. It's only right that at 7:30, I take one of our favorite programs in the country. I am taking the Washington Huskies at home minus three to throttle Mel Tucker in Michigan State behind the arm of Mike Penix Jr. And I am directly spitting in Chad's face right now because we have a we have a bet battle this week. The seventh wow. round bet battle. Um, How many is this like the second one? There hasn't been one in a while. I'm I'm on Michigan State. Me and you had one in the NFL last week, John, with Browns Panthers. But this so this is the second one overall. The seventh right. rounders, second annual bet battle. Yeah, I, I'm on uh, Michigan annual. State. I still think you know haven't had any high profile games yet. No one's really talking about them, but they're still a sturdy football team. Um, Washington. Um, listen, I know the fo- the viewers, the listeners. You know, a lot of Huskies fans here. I, I just, you know, to introduce ourselves a little bit. I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm a Big Ten guy through and through. Just a tougher football conference. Um, give me the Mel Tuckers in this spot by nine. I think that's a that's a tough trip to make out to uh, to Spokane or wherever in Washington it, the the campus actually is. But that'll be a good game. I I have no idea what television network that's on but i will uh i'm hoping that's in front of me uh on saturday that game is on uh abc prime time 7 30 under the light i don't have a lock on it but good luck to both of you i will probably take something but day off are you guys uh you have one left you out i have one left but uh it's after yours game after your game i'm out all right that is maxed out 8 p.m. Um, again, uh, Texas is looking like they might just might be back. <laughs> and that's why I love to fade them in the spot. UTSA plus 12 on the road. UTSA has asserted themselves as a covering hero um, so far this year. 2-0 and in covers. Small sample size, but... Um, they did cover at home against Houston week one. I was on them in that week. And last week, they 
covered against Army as well. Um, on the road, minus two and a half, one outright. One and one. Uh, Texas here, one and one. They just squeaked out, barely lost to Bama. Um, also covered week one against Louisiana Monroe. So something's got to give this week. Both teams are 4 0 against spread or total, excuse me. Give me the road dog. Because Texas is going to be trotting out potentially their third string quarterback, most likely the third string quarterback. And they're probably going to try to save guys to not get hurt before a uh, Big 12 play next week. They go play Texas Tech. So if you it's, haven't uh, seen UTSA, their quarterback's legit. Frank yeah. Harris, he's nice. Oh, yeah. They're a good team. They can score. They have no problem scoring. No problem scoring. I uh, I think this is a, a great letdown spot for Texas. Coming off a tough loss, you got banged around. This is I, what I love about. I like we, that play. We get into, we, we get into now week, uh, I guess week three, and you start to be able to play some situational bets, dude. That's my favorite. I, I like the situational aspect, looking, looking into it, you know, trying to feel what the coaches, what the players might be thinking about. And then ultimately, I've no, I, I got no fucking idea, and I'm probably completely wrong, and I could go in three. Listen, situational betting for me is out the window right now. I can't do anything right. I, I gotta, I gotta yeah, cap myself. You can't see damn anything. All right, let's let Connor go before you before you get going, dude. I know how you get. My last one of the week, I am taking Fresno State plus twelve and a half at USC. Jay Kaner and Fresno State pulled off the upset there last year. Uh, they're going back 12 and a half points. That USC defense is atrocious. They, they, they honestly got fortunate against Stanford that Stanford kept turning the ball over in the red zone. But if that USC defense isn't generating turnovers, they're just teams are running up and down the field. I honestly don't think it's a huge revenge spot because so many of the USC guys weren't on the team last year, new coaching staff, all that. So I love Fresno State plus 12 and a half. To finish off the night at 10 30. I'm loving these 10 30 plays. Like I said, BYU last week, I was up to like 2 30 watching just bullshit football, and it was spe- a spectacular experience. So I look forward to doing that again this week. Um, that's our locks to recap. John's on Western Kentucky plus six and a half, Houston minus 10, UTSA plus 12 and a half. Chad is on South Carolina plus 24. The under 48 in Penn State, Auburn, and Michigan State plus three. I am taking Notre Dame minus 11, Washington minus three, and Fresno State plus 12 and a half. Are there any other games you guys would like to touch on before we take a quick break and slide to the NFL? I like Rutgers minus 17. I did buy a half point there, so I didn't want to put it in my locks of the week. Temple's a fucking bad club. Temple's a bad club. You know, I watched them play Duke. Um, and I like Temple, and I think I use them as a lock. And they went out. And Duke might be there. a good club. Duke, Duke might be might a good be club. A Duke a might be club. a good club, but Temple's a fucking bad club. I know a bad club when I see one. They're bad. And Rutgers beat them sixty-two to fourteen last year. They're going to win by way more than seventeen. Um, and then I also like Wake Forest was minus sixteen and a half uh, against Liberty. I have no idea why it's only sixteen and a half. I think Wake Forest should should win that game handily. Liberty, I like the. Uh, I like the over 63 and a half in that game. Yeah. I mean, that's a game that you th- I think we wake wins by probably 20 similar. That they just beat the Vanderbilt by 20. I think they win by 20 again. So like those, um, anything else on the slate intriguing from a matchup standpoint or betting standpoint, we didn't touch on, I I'm, I'm stunned, like shocked, 
Chad, that you didn't use Miami uh, as one of your locks against Texas A&M. I Why think that, that game screams trap. I yeah, like every part of me wants to bet Miami, fun. but that screams trap to me. What when I saw and I, I didn't uh it wasn't out yet for me to take, but uh, I saw the action app. It came out at eight. I loved it at plus eight. It would have been a lock to me at plus eight, but plus five is I think the I think game. plus eight was the look ahead line prior to last week when uh yeah. AM lost. Yeah, but I mean five is just I, that line is is uh I honestly would expect it to be like closer to like a field goal. It, it almost makes me want to take Texas AM, but I think I'm just gonna stay away. Yeah, that might just be one to just really enjoy the sport of football. The total has moved by eight and a half down. Yeah. That's crazy. Scary game. Because AM can't score. Uh some other plays I'm looking at but haven't played yet. I like LSU plus two against Mississippi State. Uh, SMU plus three and a half at Maryland, and I'm a sick fuck, so I like Iowa minus 23 and a half at home against Nevada. Oof. Um, I'm a fan of FAU plus nine at home against UCF. <laughs> just fading. I looked at UCF. that game. I actually didn't hate it. It's I, just I, fading yeah. UCF at this point. I took FAU earlier in the year. I think they're a solid, um, you know, solid team, probably around like 85th best in the nation. I like they have, there, uh, the former Miami quarterback, Nikosi Perry. Yeah, I mean, uh, home dog plus nine UCF isn't isn't what they used to be. I like that. Maryland minus three and a half at home against SMU. I like Maryland this year for some reason. Talia uh, Tagovaiola, he was my All-American of the week. He looks really solid. Uh, only three and a half point favorite seems a little bit light. So I'll probably be on them. Uh Iowa is getting 23 points at home against Nevada. I think we should touch on that because Iowa doesn't – I don't believe at 23 points in their first two games combined. So yeah, I, I, I like Iowa to cover the spread. You, uh, you did say that, but why? Like, why? Like, I think they're, I, I think Nevada is that bad. And at some point, Iowa is going to start scoring. They literally got to the red zone so many times against Iowa State, and they just cannot – get the ball in the end zone. They're the only team in the country, by the way, that has more punts than touchdowns. Shout out my guy, Brett McMurphy, for, for sharing that stat with me. They have 17 punts and four – not touchdowns, then points. They have 17 punts and 14 points total on the season. That's poor. Um, I saw that their quarterback, and I wanted I wanted to get the, the accurate number. Spencer but Petrus, he's terrible. Petrus has the lowest QBR um, in all of college football this year. I think it's like six. It's like six. It's like five or six, maybe five point six. He's awful. I mean, he's bad. JT Shroud over at Colorado is a shit show. I mean, they they lost to Air Force by like thirty. They're a disaster. Shout out Brad Roberts, another All American this yep. week. Man, college football is back. Um, it's exciting. It's going to be wonky. We're going to figure it out. Texas Tech, NC State. Is it going to be an exciting game at 7 p.m.? I'm excited for that one. Could be a shootout. Yeah, I mean, the best thing is you're, we're going to have three games that we didn't even touch on here that are going to be fantastic. So. Mississippi State, LSU at 6 p.m. as well. Should be a good game. Uh, an interesting early season SEC matchup. Because how is LSU going to respond to the Florida State loss? You know, against an, an, an actual... You know, good program because they didn't play. I don't even know who they played last week. Like, I don't even know who it is. They might not have even played last week. No, they uh, did. I, like just, LSU. I, I don't know who the team is. I think it's an FCS school. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, 
Yes, I'm excited. This is the week we all get back on track. I'm confident. And uh, we will shift now who, to the NFL. I was going to ask just one, who wins the BYU-Oregon game because that's an interesting oh, I will go with Oregon. At home? At home. And Chad, where do these fall in your in your, do they fall in your top twenty, Chad? And can you give us the poll? You need to give us the poll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. give you guys the poll. I don't. In terms of BYU, Oregon, I he, that one gives me the heebie-jeebies because right now I'd be like, I gotta be on BYU, but then I, that's a guarantee they lose. So I may just like not make a play on this and let the folks, everyone, be happy because I mean I'm just I'm I'm a nightmare. Um, but and, the Chad Messier, the week Chad. three. Chad, just real quick, there's two more intriguing matchups, and I'm only going to say two more because this is like the more you look at this slate, the more like it really it really touches you. It really, it's tantalizing. Syracuse at home hosting Big Ten team Purdue this week. Will Sean Tucker run all over the Big Ten? Is he going to be pleased with his performance? I think he will be. I think I think Syracuse might win this and start the year three now. Purdue held Nick Singleton or whatever his name is ten carries for 31 yards. I'm intrigued. I, I might have to watch this game. Dude, and then the that'll be fun. And then just the last one. Michigan is in on an all-time run to start the year of just facing god-awful teams at home. Colorado State, they, they were a 30.5-point favorite. Hawaii, 52. And now they play UConn at home. They're like 47.5. They're just chewing on the bottom 10 teams. Like the it's just wild harbaugh all right chad we don't got time for all 20s we got to talk about the nfl hit us with some surprises in your poll this is going to be quick i'll go through the top 20 coming in at 20 we have texas 19 north carolina state 18 ole miss 17 penn state we have 16 florida after the loss that brings us to the top 15 coming in at 15 big game this week against uh friends of the podcast washington huskies that is michigan state 14, we have Wake Forest. 13, we have Clemson. They fucking stink. 12, we wow. have Tennessee. 11, we have Brigham Young University. That will likely change. Um, 10, we have Utah. Uh, I still love Utah. 9, we have my other team, Miami. 8, we have Oklahoma. Don't know what to make of them yet. 7, Arkansas. I think they're just a sturdy bar ball club. They'll be right around, you know, top 10 all year. 6, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I... The weapons, the weapons. <laughs> Five, we have Michigan. They have the worst non-conference schedule in the history of college football, so they're probably too high. Doesn't get any better this week against UConn. Uh, four, we have Ohio State. Still have offensive schematic, um, you know, pisses right now. I'm, I'm angry. Um, they need to be better before I move them up. Uh, three, we have Kentucky. I like. They're just they're awesome at this point. Two. The the Trojans from Southern Cal. Yeah. I don't think any stock into the points Stanford score in the second half. In my book, USC just destroyed them. And then one, we have Georgia. No reason to move Georgia yet. You know, this is like our All-Americans. We can put whoever the fuck we want, wherever the fuck we want. In this case, yeah. Chad's doing it instead of us. But uh, I, I honestly, I, that, that I'm I'm intrigued. By these. Yeah, you have my attention. Yeah. I laughed a few times, but you have my attention. It's a good thing. They're a little bit of predictive rankings, but also reflective. I don't know how he's doing them, but we're going to let him keep doing it. It makes him happy. This is what a lot of analytics. Yeah, a lot of analytics. Uh, we slide to the NFL, though. 
uh week one was just i can't remember a week one with two overtime games uh in the same weekend so that was great we had uh more kickers screwing up in the nfl uh like college uh the bills seem to be a wagon after week one packers might stink some other teams might be good what are some big takeaways for you guys from week one Chiefs still good. Um, my goodness. There are some bad football teams. Um, there are also some good ones. I, I take a lot out of losses sometimes. The Bengals are still awesome. Um, I, I'm still all in on the Bengals. The Bills, the Bills are gonna be they're they're gonna be tough to beat. I mean, I it's a little annoying, but the Bills are gonna cause some problems. Uh, for me mentally this year. Uh, what else? The Patriots, I literally told everyone for free that they weren't going to be good and Mac Jones stinks. So there you go. You're welcome, America. Uh, anyone else want to chime in? I'm doing this again. I, <laughs> Chad's just like, Chad, you're acting, you're, that was dramatic. Um, yeah, Bills are who we thought they were, the best team in football right now. The NFC. Very impressed with them. Um, First-year coaches, some of them had very strong performances. O'Connell, um, McDaniel, Coach Mike lit it up. Uh, good to see them. Very sturdy effort. Then you have guys like uh, Nathaniel Hackett just hacking it up out there. I mean, total fucking screw job of a coaching effort. Top to bottom, I think they have like 15 penalties, like five ball starts. They look, The offense looked confused a lot of the time. Fumbling all over the goal line. No discipline. Denver's a mess. I'm a little fired up, a little extra, because I got bounced in Survivor Pool Week 1 thanks to Denver. Two years in a row. Tough. Yeah. So um, I think there's a lot to be sorted out. and then Denver um, hurt me. Yeah. Baker Mayfield um, tried to orchestrate a huge comeback drive against the former team, the Browns. I was in attendance. And then uh, with a lot of help from the officiating, there was a really questionable roughing call. And then a potential fake spike situation there with Brissett. Don't really know what happened there. Um, but Cade York. Awesome game, though. Yeah. Uh, first half was terrible. One of the worst halves of football I've ever seen. Really boring uh, slop fest. <laughs> and then it was good. Cade York, stud out of LSU. That kicker is going to be good for a long time in the league. Um, speaking of kickers, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship cut out of nowhere by the Colts today. I'm sure he'll be scooped up. It's pretty crazy. The Colts are a sorry ass week one yeah. team. My God, they might be a sorry lost, ass team. I year. lost another survivor pool because they had to tie. You know they couldn't even get a yep. fucking win. So thank God Rodrigo Blankenship's gone. They might be a sorry ass team this year. Uh, Connor, do we want to talk about the Falcons or not? Giants are oh. back. Giants are back. Saquon's back. Christian McCaffrey's back. Good to see the two of them running all over the field again. It's good for football. Um, Falcons, they did exactly what we needed to do in week one. We looked phenomenal. We competed and we lost the game. Importantly, we lost the game. Listen, I, it sucks from a morale point of view that we blew that. And it's like, you know, typical Falcons. But as far as I'm concerned, the more losses we rack up this season, the better off we're going to be in the long run. So I am not upset with that at all. Um. Mariota is probably, I will say, he is an upgrade over Matt Ryan. 
I don't disagree. At least in that offense. Yeah, I mean, they after watching Kyle Pitts going a little bit, I will say. Yes. But uh, I think I think Kyle Pitts is going to demand a lot of attention the entire year. So I think he'll have some games like this where he just gets bracketed. I think it's fair to say after Ryan looked, you know, very, very mediocre against the Texans. Um, yeah. Justin Jefferson, absolute stud, by the way. Off the cuff right now, top five teams after week one. Uh, I have mine. In, in no particular order, I'll go Bills. Chiefs, Vikings. Um, that's the that's my exact top three. So we can just start there for me yeah. too, because that's my exact top Same. three: is Bill, Chiefs, Vikings. Wow, you I guys also agree that the Vikings, Vikings are the best. In the NFC. I think the Packers are um, better than they looked. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost to the Saints by about twenty last year in Week One. And he still had an MVP season, so wouldn't be too concerned there. Um, but that O line needs to get healthy fast because he's going to get killed out there if not. Uh, the other game I wanted to talk about is what's the rest of the top probably, five? Probably. <laughs> Bengals. Uh, I'll, I'll add the uh, Bengals. They I'll lost. Put the Raven, I'll put the Ravens in the top five. And I will also throw in the Eagles. I am going to say the the I have the Dolphins in there. I think the Dolphins after Dolphins week, Chargers week are like Dolphins Chargers are right there for me as well. Yeah, after one after one week. Yeah, Dolphins. I have the Chargers four. Chargers four. The AFC West is gonna be fun as we expected. Um, but yeah, Dolphins five. Well, us, Chad. Yeah, why not? Um, the I would have had a phenomenal Sunday if you know Mother Nature didn't decide to literally put the Chicago Bears San Francisco 49ers game in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. That was one of the craziest weather games I've ever watched in my life. Um, I want to take literally zero stock out of that game for either team. I have no idea if the Bears are good, no idea if the Niners are bad. I don't know if Trey Lance is good or bad. I don't know any I don't think anything from that game is going to matter over the length of the season. I take one thing out of that game. Justin Fields, six celebrations. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Six celebrations. We don't know if he can throw the ball yet. He also fell a half a yard short of hitting the over on his rushing yards. So I'm a little bit upset about that as well. But that game was by far my biggest loser of the day. Lost the survivor pool on that game too. So that was tough. Um, so so I, I need to speak the obvious here for a second. Um, did Judge just hit another home run? Uh, he did. Interesting. Intriguing. So uh, the Dolphins. Um, oh, God. So I think the weapons definitely make this team a, a better team compared to last year. Um, I think, you know, maybe defensively without Flores, they're a, a squeak worse, but basically interchangeable from last year. Um, Tyree kills big. Chase Edmonds is sneaky, like just an awesome fit. Uh, and then Armstead's obviously good. That the, the offensive line is still... Have work. I have the heebie jeebies at times. 
Um, and that Jalen Waddle to- and Tyree Kill are so nice, bro. I know. So nice. So that leads to collectively a better team. Um, they still got to make the playoffs in my eyes. I like we to what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was fine. But it wasn't like he got better in areas where he needed to needed to improve, you know, accuracy and decision making. But having these weapons, I guess, indirectly. Like you're just looking for reasons to hate on the guy. He's four and against Belichick now in his career. Just accept the fact that he's a solid quarterback. Come on, twenty to seven. Never the game was at no point was I like we, we're not going to win at every point since from kickoff. I was, I knew, I thought we were going to win that game. I don't know why I, I look back on it as kicking myself for not using Miami. There was no scenario that we lost this game. It went beautifully. Mike McDaniel's first career start um, as a head coach is against Belichick, and he just all completely owns him. Beautiful starting at oh. head coach for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> That's the first Mike career start, dude. <laughs> first, yeah. uh, I thought it was huge that we only let up three point five on the ground. That's great. Great to see. Um, do that all year. Excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what's good with uh, the Pats. Are going to be in for a year. Um, they're favorites on the road against Pittsburgh, which almost makes you want to take them this week because that line is scary as hell. But uh, if we don't have anything left on week one, we'll move to week two. One more thing. Go ahead. Um. So this is out of order. But we didn't do it earlier, so we're gonna we're gonna be giving the folks at home a concussion trying to keep up with this episode. Um, we we talked about the game briefly, but it's gonna be brought back up now. We're implementing a new um, for college football game of the week. It's not irrelevant game of the week, just game of the week. And this is not just the best two teams playing the best matchup. This is closest spread. Simple as that. We just want. I don't care if it's you know St. John Fisher versus UB or if it's Alabama, Georgia. We're just going game of the week based off of spread. And I found a pick for this week, folks. I did, I did, I did. I started at the top at noon, worked my way down. I found one at noon. We briefly talked about it. Syracuse at home against Purdue. Pick them. Purdue. We need to play in this game. Purdue. Purdue, okay. John. Syracuse. Okay, give me under 58. Nice. All right, there's our little, uh, our little college football pick thrown in the NFL. Um, a little, a little, you know, reverse card, real quick. A little plus, yeah. a little draw four. <laughs> we literally didn't help anybody yet that's listening because we all picked different things. So, whatever you guys are feeling in that game, just trust your gut. It's going to be a fun one. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah. Uh, week two picks are here. We were just talking about this team. John loves them. I love them. My first lock of the week is the Miami Dolphins heading to Baltimore, plus three and a half. Let's go in there. Let's run the ball, work the short game. I honestly wasn't impressed with the Ravens against the Jets, despite a 24-9 win in which Joe Flacco threw for 59 times. It just just never happened again. Uh, Ravens defense is solid. (laughs) Um, I mean, just the the Jets just. The Jets just don't have a strategy at all this year. They have no yeah. idea what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what they want to be. They don't know I, what's going. I I think this is just uh, 
I just think the line's too high. I think these two teams are should be a pick'em, in my opinion. I think this is an absolute coin toss. I'll gladly take the points with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, uh, catching a field goal and a half. Uh, yeah, what plus three and a half is a lock of the week for me too. I'm excited to see what we do against now on the road. You know, what's what's Coach Mike going to scheme scheme up on the road? Um, we need I'm a Robert Hunt play. play in there. We need a Robert Hunt play. Robert Hunt should be an eligible receiver on at least three plays, um, and. It's just a completely different polar opposite offense with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback that you're facing compared to Mac Jones. So can the defense continue the strong play against the run? Hopefully. But we'll see what happens. Good, good litmus test early here. That This is a, a tough environment. Big game. A good team. Yep. Big game. Lock one. Um, we're going out of order. Monday night. Um, give me Minnesota plus two and a half on the road in Philly. I still don't buy into the Eagles. I don't, I mean, I, I think Minnesota is good, but I'm also just not sure. Uh, but I'm more sure of Minnesota than Philly. Uh, so give me Minnesota plus two and a half. Chad just throws a fucking Monday night play for his first bet. I mean, are you kidding me, dude? The last game of the week. Why are there two Monday night games this week? Does anyone know? <laughs> I have no idea. I saw that a commercial for that last night. And I couldn't believe it. What if they had? Uh, what if they had like? Joe, what if they like tried to stagger so Joe Buck and Aikman were both call, were both calling both yeah, games? They just fly to the other game immediately. Pretty, and then I'll I'll, I'll get to my second pick because it's in the same game, and I'll just stick there because Chad threw us into Monday. But um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman just talk about different things throughout the like at the same time in the broadcast. Like they don't acknowledge each other very much. <laughs> Twitter was having a field day with it. Yeah. Um, I love the over in that game, though. Over 50.5 in uh, Minnesota-Philadelphia, the second Monday night game. I feel like the first one, Tennessee-Buffalo, might be a little bit of a snooze fest. Could be a bit of a low-scoring low battle. Um, but I think Minnesota-Philly is going to be an absolute shootout, and I love that play. Give me the points there. I'm going back to all reliable for pick number two. They let me down in week one. But I'm taking the goddamn Jacksonville Jaguars plus four against the Indianapolis Colts at home. Frank Reich historically struggles with the Jags. I liked what I saw out of the Jags. They just they let me down against Carson Wentz late in that game. Not impressed with the Colts. Not impressed with their weapons. I'll take Jacksonville plus four. I like that play. I like that play. I think the Colts are really bad this year. I think they're a five-win team. Five wins. Wow. I, I'm going back to the well, similar to Connor. Give me um, the Raiders minus six at home against the Cardinals. I, I still think the Raiders are really good. Uh, Cardinals, not so much. Well, I think the Cardinals are fine. I think the Raiders are better. I, I like the Raiders to bounce back. Okay. I can give my last one here. Um, at home, I like the Saints plus three facing Tampa Bay fighting Tom Brady's. Um, big one for Jameis Winston here. I, you know, I think he might get a little bit of uh, a little bit of motivation going up against Tom. Plus three, I'll take the field goal. I think they could it could be a game that comes down to one or two point weird funky finish divisional game. And Tampa Bay, I don't know what we saw out of Tampa Bay. I don't know they were not impressive. Only put up nineteen points. I think Dallas is a bad club too this year, so I don't know what we really can can draw from that. 
And uh, I think it could be a letdown spot for him. For my third and final lock, I also, anytime the Saints and Bucks play, it, the Saints just beat them somehow. So I, I, I don't know how, but I do like that play. Um, I talked about this team a little bit at length earlier. I am taking the San Francisco 49ers minus 10 at home against the Seahawks. Like I said, I don't think they got to use any of their expanded playbook or offense playing in the monsoon in Chicago. Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance are definitely hearing the, the murmurs that the Niners suck. Trey Lance sucks. Seahawks riding a high after a surprising Monday night win. I think that this is just a classic overreaction. I think people are going to be betting the Seahawks a lot. Uh, very public heavy team this week after that win. So I will take the Niners to blow out the Seahawks at home after a uh, stunning loss to Chicago last week. You guys are going to absolutely hate this last play from me, and that's why I love it even more. I mean, I'm going to get looks. I think people listening are probably going to hate it, but give me the Bears plus 10 in Lambeau. Wow, another bet up. You guys have two this week. No, yeah. no, no, no. The Niners played the Bears last week. Uh, Bears played the Packers this week. I'm an idiot. It's I'm an good. idiot. It's all good. The Bears were mentioned a lot just now over the past, like, my head, I'm dizzy, dude. It's been it's been a long day. Um, continue. Explain chat, to sorry. us. You just what, what's what's your thinking there? Um, football. There's you know football is about confidence at times. Are the Bears a good team? God no. But I I think they can carry over a little of this momentum, this confidence um, from a slugfest week one. And I just I mean Green Bay's just. I, they, they they don't have weapons. It's like Alabama. Um, and for the love of God, how do you only give Aaron Jones like six carries? I mean, come on, man. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't think the Bears win, but I, I like it as like a seven-point game. Um, that's where I'm at. You're going to be hanging uh, on to your britches all game if you think it's, it's going to be It's going to be 10-0 literally three minutes into this game. I'll be like, okay, well, it was fun talking about it on the podcast. So, yeah, go ahead and fade me, everyone. I just might. Any other games? I mean, we can talk about in general, like the Chargers, Kansas City is a hell of a Thursday night game. Usually you don't get one that good on Thursday night. We do this week. Um, four and a half point favorites, Kansas City. I'm almost inclined to take the Chargers. Probably will be a day of, day of decision, but that's a great way to kick off the week. I decided uh, I'm going on a date Thursday night. I decided I'm not going to be playing that game because I just I, – wow. I don't need that in my mental. Uh, so I'll be betting on maybe one or two guys to score. I really like Josh Palmer to score from the Chargers. Uh, I'll be betting him probably. But other than that, I won't be touching it. I'm sad I'll be missing a great game, but uh, it's early. we got a lot of season left. So What's our eye gal? That's a damn good question, John. I, I, have an, I have an eye on, on two possibilities. I think I like this one more, though. All right. I, I There's one that, like, is, like, classic. Well, <laughs> all right. I guess there is two. Are they both? Are yours both at 1 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Name your favorite of the two. Jets-Browns, dude. I was between that and Washington, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. That was my second runner-up. We can go Jets-Browns because Jets Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett screams a relevant game of the week. 
Yep. Yep. I mean, oh, God, it's gross. This is a gross game. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland minus five and a half. I, their defense is still very solid. I watched them in person. I'm shocked that uh, that Baker was able to put up as many points in the second half as he did for, for the Panthers. So the Jets might get single-digit points again here at the end of the day. Yeah, I like the under. I don't envision a whole lot of scoring happening in this game. Give me under 40. This could be like 17-6 to six, final score. I am going to take the Jets. Wow. I also like I lean the under as well, but 40 is not that many points. Um I gotta think about that. I don't hate it. I, I, I realistically do not think I'll actually be betting this game. I just want that disclaimer out there. All right. Gun to my head, I'm taking the Jets. All right. Well, um, what else is intriguing? Do you guys uh, have anything you have an eye on? On we're uh, we're sorry about your elimination in the fantasy baseball league. Chad is still going. The White Rickies still still going on. Who do you got this week? Uh, I have Kevin currently up nine three. Um, so just got to keep battling. Got to keep battling. Uh, other than that, yeah, just baseball is finishing up. We had some Champions League out there today. Uh, Tottenham sucks. Don't bet them. Bad mistake on my part. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm just – we're at the point of the year where it's just Monday through Thursday until about 5 p.m. just don't matter to me. It's all – well, outside of Monday Night Football. Tuesday – I just want Tuesday, Wednesday – Thursday to just get over as fast as possible yeah. and oh, get yeah. me back to football. Survive in advance. Get through, dude. Just push through them. If anyone has any last calls, feel free. If not, that's it. That's all I got. Judge has 57. It's crazy, dude. I need the Yankees to win tonight really bad. So let's go, Yanks. Uh, we will see you all next week. Good luck with all your bets. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you next week. We love you. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.